Okay, so at this time, we are blessed to have our second message uh, brought to us by Pastor Steve Andrews, entitled, This is the Work of God. Well, thank you, Matt. I told him it wasn't, wasn't it a problem, that uh, the time was short. I wanted to say how... Um, deeply impressed I am with our Sabbath school and our young people and all of that I that I see and um, you know, teaching them this way. This is day 49. We're looking forward to the to, to day 50 tomorrow. Day 49 and and we've been counting down and it's and it's getting close and and it's just heartening to see these young people come and. And be a part of our congregation, and and the fact that I hope that they uh, will also follow in this way, be baptized, um, and follow um, the way that we've been we've been teaching for a very long time. Um, there was a interesting uh, thing that I was thinking about and reading, and I'm not going to be able to go through all the scriptures today. But I wanted to turn to, to, to John, the, the uh, sixth chapter. And this incident that, that brought about this uh, thought that I had uh, today was the group that was following Jesus. You know, they had just gotten fed. They were um, trying to, to find him. He, was, he had gone to another area, and they were looking for him, and uh, they finally found him. And... Um, I'd like to start here in verse 25, even though I didn't have it. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, uh, when came you here? And Jesus answered this. He says, Verily, verily, I, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat the loaves and were filled. He said, Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give you for him has the God, the Father, sealed. And then they asked a pretty profound question. And I thought, wow, this, this question here, they said to him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? It sounded like they really wanted to be involved in whatever Jesus was doing. He, uh, he had said, okay, labor. And then they said, oh, now what do we need to do? And Jesus says, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. Now, I got to thinking, how many of these people were Sabbath keepers, went to the synagogue on a regular basis, kept the holy days on a regular basis? And even Jesus had to tell them, in the scriptures, you, you'll find out. If you go search the scriptures, they talk about me. And here, he was trying to help them to understand, to believe on him because he had come because he was sent by the Father to come to this earth and to teach the truth, this way of life. And, and it's interesting, in every way, 
All of it has been laid down since the foundation of the earth. All of this that we believe really is a plan that God has set forth from the foundation of the earth. From the foundation uh, probably even before that. Because God set it up so that those holy days, the Moad, the seasons, were already available through the, the moon and the stars and, and how all of everything works. And the first thing he did was create the Sabbath, the seventh day. And then later on, he, he put forth all of the holy days in Leviticus 23. We know that. And they were all pointing, continually pointing, to the coming, the first coming and the second coming of Jesus Christ. We've already gone through the first coming of Jesus Christ, haven't we? We've already seen those things. We've already known in, in 1 Corinthians, the, the fifth chapter. I, I was going to go over the Sabbath, but I want you to, if you, if you want to take the time to go through it, really it is, is, it is good on this day to, to think about what God has created and, and, and what the situation. Actually, I, let me just go to Hebrews, the third chapter, and read one verse, because I think it's, it's important on the Sabbath. He, Hebrews, the third chapter, he says, but Christ Verse 6, but Christ is a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. So, we're Sabbath keepers. We're keeping this word. He says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. And you can go on and you can read that. And it's a condemnation of those that walked in the wilderness to solve the miracles, and they all died there in that wilderness. And they saw all those miracles. And yet, we are called to believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. We'll talk, Matt will talk about that tomorrow. I am going to talk about the one that came to this earth to brought the truth, that brought this truth. And so we, we see, and I'm going to skip in now to 1 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. We, we just got through doing the Passover, but I wanted to, to emphasize this. I wanted us to understand this, that we are to purge out, verse 7, therefore that old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened, even for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. And I know I emphasized that in one of my messages recently. But it's, it's very important for us to understand the, the role that Christ has, has been set to, to um, administer. Because that's what he's doing. He's administering um, our salvation. He is bringing us into the kingdom. And so when we read these things, we see that Christ has that preeminent position in bringing each and every one of us into his kingdom. And he says, Therefore let us keep the feast, not with that old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened, that's us, unleavened. We're to be unleavened. We're to, have, we're to get rid of, purge out that sin on a constant basis of sincerity and truth. So we're to do that. 
I'm not going to touch on what Matt's going to say tomorrow, but I want to, I want to turn to, to John, the 16th chapter, just real quickly. For one, one important point here, what Christ had to do, what he said he was, what needed to do, what was important in his mind. Of course, preaching the kingdom of God. I mean, you go in, I, I got to looking this morning, and I was going through the, um, uh, you know, all the, the places, and there's so many places in the New Testament about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Uh, repent for the kingdom of, of, of God or kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, and Jesus talks about the kingdom and all of the parables that he goes through. And he, he is constantly t- teaching and, and helping people to understand this is the important thing in all of our lives. And Jesus is going to be the, you know, the king of kings and the Lord of lords and he's going to be bringing all of this to, to this earth. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. While he was on this earth, in chapter 16, we read this every year at the Passover, and this is the key to understanding something, that Jesus was, was really wanting to be with the Father because there was something so exciting that he was going to do. He was going to be a part of something that was going to bring so many into the kingdom of God. And here's what he said. He said, nevertheless, I tell you this truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away... The Comforter will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. So we see one of the most important parts of what Jesus is doing today and constantly is doing. You know, (laughs) the work never ends for the Father and the Son. I I wanted to emphasize that. You seem like, okay, he's he's in heaven. Oh, it's all done. No, it's it's, it's just constantly happening. It, it's not all done. It's going to continue and continue and continue till his kingdom is on the earth and to all that are called or in that kingdom and are a part of that. And so this is what he's doing. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. They're looking down. They're trying to find ones that they can call into this kingdom and give that spirit and give them power. You know, it says dudamus, power over this world, over the things that are in this world and the things that are a, a part of this world that separate us from God. And so he wanted so much to be a part of that. And he was said, I have to go. I have to be there. And so we see that. And so what are we doing? What are we? We're a part of the body of Jesus Christ. And that, that's in... in um, We'll look at that here in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. And I'll, I'll emphasize a couple of more things, and then I'll finish up. I, I, I just wanted to, to say how thankful I am that I'm not preaching to empty chairs again. It is so wonderful to have brethren. And all the young people that, 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 are, that are here, uh, to see these, the youngest, the, the little ones, who sometimes are a little shy about getting up, and others, well, I'm just going to race up there and get my stuff. And others, as they grow and they mature, and you see that maturity, and you just pray that the God's Holy Spirit will, will, will help them to, to want to be in this way of life, that the world will not take them away from it. They have received such riches, riches, that they could not ever get in the world. I grew up in the world. I grew up as a kid, as a teenager in the world. I remember going to Christmas parties and stuff. I didn't know anything. 
Literally, I didn't know a thing when I was a kid. And these kids know tons more than I knew. And yet, I, I remember my mother reading the Bible to me. But I still did not understand it. And so we want God's Spirit to, to lead them, to guide them, to bring them along. And we pray for each one of those. And it was so heartening to see how many we have in this congregation that come and participate and are a part of it. And so that's what it's all about. And it's, Jesus says we're part of one body. Let's look at that. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, and beginning in verse 12. And we skip through here. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one, one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we, bond, we be bond or free, then have all been made to drink of that, uh, uh, in, into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not of the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not uh, the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, uh, where is the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where is the smelling? But now has God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it has pleased him. And so you're in this body of Jesus Christ as it has pleased him. You should rejoice in that. You should rejoice in that. Everyone that is here should rejoice that God has called you out of this world and given you this body to be a part of. No matter where we are in the world, no matter who you are, and I hope that if you're listening in today, that you will also understand that if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that you do so, that you, are, that, that you listen to what Matt has to say tomorrow about receiving God's Holy Spirit, and that you become baptized, and that you do that, that you, you become a part of the body of Jesus Christ, because that is what is held out there for all of his creation, the ones that he has created in his image, you and me. So, um, I want to skip down. This says, and whether it be one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member of this verse 26, or where one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. And so Jesus puts us all together and we become a part of the body. And God has set in some of the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, and he's given offices and positions. But we're all a part of the body of Jesus Christ and we're all as important in this body. And that's what he is teaching us. Um, Jesus was also the wave sheath offering and of course you understand that. And so we, uh, let's go to John, the, the 20th chapter, as I go ahead and, and, um, and make some of these things. And beginning in verse 19. I, I've had uh, a few in the past, and not very many, and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, To be doubtful about their, their calling and their baptism. And I keep thinking, you know, if, if, you, if you have gone and you've tried to, and you've been understanding and you've come to that point 
in which you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you've personally gone under that, that watery grave, and you've come up, you are a son or a daughter of God the Father. And your elder brother loves you and, and wants you to be a part of what he has planned for you in the kingdom. He said that same day in the evening, being the first of the week, that word day is, is in italics, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews that came, Jesus stood in the midst and said, Peace be to you. And we had said, he showed them his hands and his side, and then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus again to them, Peace be to you. As my Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive you the Holy Spirit. Whosoever sins, you remit, and they are remitted to them. And whosoever sins, uh, you retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Except I have seen his hands and print of his nails, and put my hands in the print of his nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas was with them. Then and came Jesus in the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be to you. Now, that would be a little bit disconcerting, because he just walked, I mean, just all of a sudden shows up, and there he is, and the doors were all locked and everything, and there he is. He's standing there, and he said, Reach here. He said to Thomas, Reach here your finger, and behold my hands, and reach here your hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And this was for a very, very good purpose that this is in the Bible. It's for all of us, isn't it? It's for all of us. Because Jesus says, he said, then Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And then Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed, and blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are us that are sitting in this room who have not seen Jesus, but we believe. We are blessed by God the Father and Jesus Christ. One more thing before I quit. Because a name, has, uh, a name has significance. And the name of Jesus Christ has great significance. Matthew, the 16th chapter. And Peter hit, <laughs> hit the truth right on the head when he said this. Matthew 16, and beginning in verse 28. Jesus, if I can find it, um, What am I doing here? Am I in the right book? Oh, here we go. This is where this is where I wanted. Okay, Matthew 16 actually wasn't in, in 28. Um, and Jesus came at verse 13. Jesus came to the coast of uh, Caesarea uh, Philippi, and he asked his disciples, "Whom do men say that I am? Uh, the, that I, the Son of Man, am?" 
And they said, some say that you are John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, and one of the prophets. And he said, but whom, uh, whom say you that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not be veiled. And, and he said, um, and I'll read the rest of this, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he charged he, his disciples they should not tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. So if we look at the name and how important that name is, you know, the word, the, the name Jesus in, in Greek was not an unusual name because in the Hebrew it was Yehoshua or as the English translation was Joshua. So there was a Joshua that was in, in the Bible before Jesus came on. And the, the, the name Jesus is the Greek translation of that. Uh, but the Hebrew is Yehoshua. But if you go to look that up, and you go and look that up, it means Jehovah or Jehovah is salvation. Well, so there were many that had that name, but... The important part of that was the Christ, the Christ, because the Christ, the Messiah, which means the anointed, the one that was anointed, that was what they were looking for. The Jews were looking for the anointed one to come, the Messiah to come, and he was there. He was among them. He was preaching to them, and they did not recognize him, and he told them not to tell anybody. Because his preaching was what he wanted to bring. The power of his words. The things that he was saying. The parables that he was bringing to them. And they did not recognize who he was. But he was the anointed salvation of Jehovah. And so, Father, so brethren, remember, Jesus Christ and God the Father are directing us into the kingdom. They're doing... All of these wonderful things and the, and the holy days and the Sabbath are all a part of the plan that is being worked out in for each and every one of us. And one of these days, one of these days, in the kingdom, you and I and Jesus and all that are going to be called into that kingdom will be preaching and teaching those things to each and every one. And so, as we... Uh, close up on this day and we enjoy the rest of it and the things we have to do. Um, just praise God for, for his plan, for the truth, and for all the, the wonderful things that he is teaching us in his wonderful and, and beautiful word.